I think we should just go until it's done. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, until you're... Yeah. Either I become boring or you run out of things to ask. We're like, and <laughs> it's been 10 minutes. Thanks for joining yeah. us, Dave, and bye-bye. Is that it? Is that <laughs> all you got? Until Dave gives up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess we're done with this. All right. Oh, that's funny. Ready to rock? Yep. Ready. Okay. Let's do this. Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions. We've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home to You for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. All right. Hey, guys. I'm happy everyone is tuning in. Thanks for joining us. We have a really awesome show today. So first, we want to go ahead and introduce our guests. So first... Uh, Krissa Evans has been on a couple of times. Am I, gu- am I a guest? You are a guest. <laughs> we, just let, we just put the headphones on you. Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. what's new? What's going on? Well, what's new? So many exciting things. Uh, Carissa Evans live in Wisconsin Dells. Love, love, love what's going on with real estate right now. Having a blast uh, serving my clients and showing a lot of homes and um, selling a lot of homes. I'm selling we a lot of homes. We don't show houses, Carissa. We sell houses. Got me right off the bat, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Right off the bat. <laughs> so um, personally, we're just getting ready for a wedding in the family. Our, our youngest daughter's getting married May 1st, so we've got all the bridal showers and things are happening oh, soon. that's fun. So that is. So that's what, we're, that's what we're kind of focused on right now. So when's yeah. the date? May 1st. Nice. It's coming up. It May is. Day. It is. May, oh, it is May Day. May yes, day. it is. Yes, it is. We've got the bridal shower uh, March 6th and the bachelorette party. They're Ooh. from I- they're in Iowa. So they're coming to the Dells for the bachelorette party and I get to host because I live in the par- <laughs> in the water park capital of the world. So why wouldn't you come to come to my house for that? So yeah, that'll be in April. Yeah, sounds awesome. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Our in-studio guest today is president of the Stark Company Realtors, Dave Stark. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh, well, you're ready to blast him with some questions, Sean? We are. So um, Fire away. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got... We've if, got if you ask any of the wrong questions, you know what I'm going to do. I'm you're like, get up and stomp out of here. You can do what no. Matt does to everybody. You're fired. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's like, yep. you're Bye-bye. So we have some easy ones first. All right. So would you rather live by a lake or in the woods and why? Uh, on a lake. I'd li- I do live on a lake. You knew that. That's yeah. why you had, you knew that, that was, was going to be easy. You, you have that a cabin like in the soft. woods though, don't you? It was on a lake though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but so it's a woods and So lake. it's on a lake. <laughs> yeah, it's on a lake. I, I didn't know No, that. you know, I never thought I would want to live full time on a lake, but now that I do, it is the best thing. It is just, it's great. It's What's the best part about it? Um, you know, every day you get up and you look out there and something different is going on. And that is true 365 days a year. I don't care what it is. And when you go out, there's something and there's something physiological about this. I don't know what it is, but when you're near water, there's like ionization or something. Yeah. And I you actually feel mm-hmm. calmer. Yep. And absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, in the summer you go and you sit out there and you have a drink and it's yep. just, it's great. And it's just, it's a beautiful backdrop. It, it, there's no nothing like it in Madison that you can recreate. No neighbors behind you. No. You know, if you wanted to ask me, you said woods, if it were mm-hmm. mountains or desert, mm-hmm. then I'd have to think a little more. Because okay, those mountains are very different. Desert. deserts. <laughs> well, deserts are often in the mountains. I, yeah. I, 
I would, I would say I love the mountains and I do love the desert. In fact, if I were going to get a vacation home, another vacation home, I'd probably get it in the desert. I'd go to Scottsdale or Tucson because I think that's just really super cool. And what the, about Marco Island? Apparently there's a whole bunch of uh, they, they Apparently we're migrating down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Marco Island would be a pot. Everybody's trying to talk me into going down there. Well, I heard you're opening an office there. so Yes, yeah. yes. That's a false rumor. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> All right, so another softball, red or white wine? Uh, red. But I do like white. We, In fact, we often have both in the evening. You, you guys probably, this is another soft, see you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave's a wino. I am I mean, yeah. a wine connoisseur. Hey. <laughs> uh, very wine connoisseur. Things. Is it like your whole basement, like a whole wine No, setup? but it's probably. Not all of it? Most no, of it's it? probably it's a space about the size of what we're in here. It's probably with, you know. So like 10 by 10 or so? Yeah. yeah. 11 by 11. I think it's a little bigger than that. It's about. 13 by 14 or something like that. You probably don't remember. 30 by 30. We were were in Mexico (laughs) a few years ago on the trip, and I remember Dave's, we were at a wine bar thing, and we had ordered so much wine to cover that so we could have a meal there too. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the end of the night, I kind of looked at the bill, and I kind of just slid it over to Dave (laughs) because it was like five hours of, what, probably 25, 30 of us drinking. Yeah. You know, it's, hey, it was it's, fun. it's the trip. It we was do. wine, it's so he be. was all about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, I, I, my passions are more for red wine, but we have a lot of both. Yeah. But if you want to have a great wine, red. Yeah. California cabs. It's my nice. favorites. Catherine, you want to pick a, or uh, Chris, do you want to pick a question? The other CA. Yeah, the other CA. Mm-hmm. Too many Evans, I. I know. Party or quiet night at home? Ooh, you know, that's changed. <laughs> it used to be party. For sure. When I was younger, it used to be party. But I think in the last 10 years, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little older. It's, it happens. You, you just, you know, you've kind of been there, done that sometimes. it's. But then after a while, we've had a lot of quiet nights at home this year. So yes. I'm kind of looking forward to a party. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. That's I, what this is for. Yeah, I'm ready to get the heck out. It is great to just come out to an office. Yeah. You know, we just don't do it much anymore. Right. You know, we're, we just stay where we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stinks. Yeah. All right. So a question that I had as like a second generation realtor, did you always know that you would end up Uh, being a realtor or (laughs) being in real estate? No, no, not at all. In fact, um, you might even know the answer to this one too, but I thought I was going to be a doctor when I first went to school. I I went, I started out at Duke university. Some people know that. I did not know that. Yep. (laughs) Pre-med. And uh, after a year and a half, I was an organic chemistry washout. I, (laughs) I hated it. Oh, no. No, and I did. I, I would have been a terrible doctor. My youngest brother is a doctor, mm. uh, just retired, as a matter of fact. And Where does he live? Seattle, mm. Seattle area. And um, I, I would have been awful. I would have just hated it. And so I switched out of pre-med uh, between, in the middle of my sophomore year, came back here to UW-Madison, went into the business school, just just start over on something. I was kind of starting to get an interest in that. That was during the Watergate years. I'm dating myself, but it was 72, 73, 74. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got my thinking in those ways, and I decided on business and went into it. And I actually thought I was going to be a banker. And I, my first job was at what is now BMO Harris Bank. Back then it was the Affiliated Bank of Madison. I was a credit analyst and kind of a management trainee. How old were you then? Uh, I would have been 24. So young, young. Yeah, no, wait. It would have been 70, yeah, 24, yeah, 24. And um, it was, uh, but you know, banking was fine, but you just, it's slow yeah, and not very entrepreneurial, and I was ambitious, and so I just kind of got tired of that, and that's when I first thought, you know, maybe I should think about the family business. So, so I mean, you know, we have two boys right now, and yeah. I, 
I'm kind of struggling with the same thing. And do we kind of direct them that way? But I'm kind of going to let them do their own thing. And if they decide to. Absolutely the right move. As you know, in fact, I'll give you um, some insight into my thinking on that. Because as you guys know, my, both of my kids, all three of my mm-hmm. kids are, are yeah. in the business now. And they all came to me at one time or another. I didn't tell any of them they had to. Uh, but they all came to me one time or another and said, I think I want to. And I said, well, just here's the only piece of I'm going to give you two pieces of advice. Do not do it because you think I want you to. Yeah. And do not do it because you think it's going to be easy. Because <laughs> it's both, going to be hard. It will be hard. It will be harder for you than it will be for a normal person sure. coming into right. the business. The mm-hmm. expectations on them. The expectations yeah. on them are very, very high. I mean, yep. you probably felt that even just being oh, Roger's yeah. Huge. Daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know Everybody I mean. thought that you knew everything because you just got it by osmosis by growing up and you right. actually yeah, knew you're nothing. Sitting around the di- did you sit around the dinner table and talk about real estate? No, I watched my dad read the paper while the rest of us ate. <laughs> Being real. Oh, that is good. Our kids are screwed. All we do is talk about real estate. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. they pick up and I sometimes they're like, can you guys not talk about real estate? Yeah. Do you think, do you think, they, how old is your oldest now? Uh, what is he? 16. 16 okay. And so he's old enough. They're old enough to start sort of thinking about it, even yeah. though they'll change their minds a million times. Yeah. So no, I would not, I would not encourage it because then they'll either resent it or it'll put pressure on them that they yeah. won't like. So let them find their own. In fact, I had both of them, all of them had to go work elsewhere before they came here. It's a good idea. Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah, Our oldest went going to school, even as a small child, we <laughs> had to all of his teacher conferences say, okay, now your code word is this is not up for negotiation. Yeah, not negotiable. Yeah, not he negotiable. would always be like, oh, well, I see you have another cookie over there. <laughs> May I have that? <laughs> you, I have two, but you have another. You know, You've talked about him. You oh think he's going to be a real negotiator. I reminded him oh about gosh. that the other day, about yeah. having to go to a parent-teacher and you know, Carson's, you know, his is like five minutes and we talk about business and real estate with the teachers and yeah, Caden's yeah. was, it went overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he might, you know, you don't know. Yeah. You, don't, you also don't want to tell him not to. I've had friends who have almost felt like, you know, I've got to discourage them from going to the mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. for all those reasons. And I said, well, don't do that. Yeah. If that's their dream, let them follow it. Yeah. Whatever he does, he will do well at it. So I'm just probably saying, gonna need to go figure it boss, out. Though. Yeah. Yeah, no boss. He can't have a boss. Well, which <laughs> speaks well to this line of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Imagine where this child comes from. Yeah. yeah. You, you, were, you, you didn't, Matt, you didn't grow up in a real estate family. No, a farm. Yeah, that's a what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So you, you just kind of married but into I think it. The, I think the farm, being the farm kid, though, it's all business and entrepreneurship too, because you have to take care of your own stuff and do your own thing. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. You're in business for yourself. Yeah. Your grandpa was into. Oh, yeah. So my grandpa, my, well, my grandpa was, he owned a shaver sh- shop, repair shop on state street for years. Hmm. Interesting. But what his, was the name of it? Um, good question. Oh, okay. Phillips it was, well, the, his name was Phillips, but it was the, what's the name, brand name of shaver. It was a. Chick Gillette. Gillette. Uh, sh- uh, I'll, I can look later, but yeah, okay. it's a, uh, whatever. Yeah. State street. But my great grandfather was apparently a realtor, which is kind of weird. Oh, there you go. See, so never knew him though. The gene was there. <laughs> the gene was there. Chris, you got one, or is it my turn? Um, let's see. What advice would you give yourself at fifteen? Well, this is my question. Oh, well, don't go to Duke to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Duke to be a doctor. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible fate. Um, my advice would be: don't keep your mind open. Don't. Get your, don't spend too much time focusing on you know one thing. Try lots of things because you're going to change, 
And the other thing, piece of advice I would give is don't shortchange the social aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Be, you don't just make it all about academics because academics are great, but you know, once you've got your first job, nobody ever looks at a report card of yours mm-hmm. ever again. And I think that particularly if you're going to go into business, but really in any line of work, your social skills and your social aptitude, I think, is way more important than anything you learned in a book. That's funny. My 15-year-old would probably be the opposite of that. Yeah, Focus are, on grades more than Well, and there are certain lines of work. Like, for example, if you want to be a molecular biologist, if you're, yes. one, if you're one of the guys, a good friend of mine uh, is the head of the science department at Promega. And he used to work at Pfizer, so he's been oh. keeping me up to date all the way along on the uh, on the vaccine and stuff. This guy is deep into science. he is deep science. If you're going to do that, yeah, you're going to you're going to be heavy academics. So it depends on where you're drawn, but you don't know when you're 15 or 16. You do not know. I guarantee you, you do not know. Some there's a rare unicorn that does, and they stay on the same path the whole way along. But 95% of us, 98% of us deviate. I'll bet none of us really ended up where we thought we would when we were 15. You know, I sometimes wonder if a personality profile at 15 or 16 would help that kind of thing. Like if it's a, they if have it's a kids ter- do that kind of stuff. Yeah, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Well, we've had Caden and Carson both take them, so they're screwed too. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. How, why did they come out? Caden is a higher D than I am. Yeah, Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Caden is a lot like his dad, <laughs> okay. and well, then Carson uh, is yeah. a lot like me. Okay. So they could go into business to each more other? More of a high I. You're more of, a, you're more of an uh, uh, SI, aren't you? She's Oddly enough, C. I'm a CD. Really? No, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked you that way at all. I would no. pick you the exact She's opposite. She's well-rounded. I guess so. <laughs> but I, I, can, I have an I that I can turn up when I need to. Yeah. What was yeah. mine, a DI? Yeah, you're a DI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see the D for sure. You yeah. got, you've got C in you though. You run a pretty tight ship. You know mm-hmm. you know your Don't numbers. He ship. does know his numbers. You know your metrics. <laughs> Mr. For those of you that like the charts and the spreadsheets. <laughs> see, I'm a, everybody thinks I'm a high C because I because but I'm not. I'm a I'm a DI. DI. Actually, ID is more what I am. Mm-hmm. That's why you liked all the partying. But I think the C <laughs> the C part of it is maybe learned. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not learned, but maybe required. <laughs> well, I've always kind of liked puzzles. You know, yeah. math is always just kind of interesting for its own sake. Um, but it tells a story. It, I like the charts because they tell a story. Yeah. You know, when I update you guys on market metrics, it's because there's a story there. There's something that you can use. There's trends. Yeah. It's stuff that tells you something. It's not just, oh, look at this beautiful chart. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the colors. I would Why really like you them. to do that on the next meeting. Just be like, <laughs> I would like you to look at this beautiful chart. <laughs> yeah, look at this chart. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, it makes me, leaves me breathless. Oh, goodness. Oh. Oh. All right. What is your biggest fear? Mm. Boy, that changes a lot. Went south (laughs) quickly. Yeah, boy. (laughs) You went south. Um, You know, I think it used to be, when I was a kid, it used to be more in in a young adult. You know, it was a fear, not a fear of failure, but just a need to be accepted, you know, to want to do something. You're driven by wanting to be a part of things. I think Mm -hmm. that's always the way it was. I think now it's probably more, you know, as I'm in the transition, I'm that orientation is moving more toward, um, you know, see, making sure that my kids are yeah. not set up by me, but given self-sufficient. Yes, there you go. Yes, I want I, they they will not succeed if they are not able to fly on their own, and that's always been our philosophy: yeah. is to they have to be able to do it themselves. And and I think, <laughs> not that would, I think that. 
we've done okay there. I mean, they seem to be, ta- and especially in the last year, they've been taking a ton of responsibility, and yeah. I'm very, very pleased about that. So, but, you know, so fear, you know, of course, is always those fears of those. I, I don't like things I can't control, yeah. things that I can't create an outcome pretty much on purpose, because if I get if I get focused on an outcome I want, then I know I'm always going to get it. That's just always been a belief. My life has always taught me that. Um, but I think right now as I look, you know, I'm looking at retirement here in the not too distant future. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you've been working on. Yeah. And, no, I am. And, um, so what's the next step for Dave Stark? See, and that's, and, and that's just what I was going to say. I, you know, my wife, Marcy, she would say, you know, what are you going to do? You don't know what you, <laughs> and I admit that I'm not sure that I totally know what that purpose is. And I'm kind of lucky because for me, my retirement is going to be more of a process than an event. It's not going to just, it's not going to be, I mean, there's going to be milestones along the way and there's going to be announcements along the way about this or about that, but I'll be around for a while because I have to be, and I'm not just going to say here guys. Is that kind of how your dad did it too when he retired? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Kind of, um, yeah, kind of, but I don't know if you knew this, but dad had heart issues Mm -hmm. when he was just a little bit younger than I am. Um, he had a quadruple bypass, and uh, he tried to come back from it. And after about a year, he just came, pulled me aside one day and said, I can't do it. He said, I just don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's time. I think you know more about this business than I do, and it's time. And so and I, the best gift he gave me was he backed away, and he, he said, it's yours. And then he never once looked over my shoulder or second-guessed me. You came yeah, in for a you, while. You almost can't second guess. You can't. You cannot. You can maybe advise if you have questions, I think, yeah. but the second guessing is a different story. Yeah. You, you Otherwise, then you undercut their confidence and you undercut the confidence of the people that they're trying to lead right. in them. They right. have to be able to live and die with their decisions and they have to be accountable. So he was very good about that. That was a great gift that he gave me. He was still the majority owner for a long time. And so I had a little piece and, you know, that, pra- yeah. <laughs> I'm actually still paying for it. <laughs> Literally. I am. Yeah. But, um, you know, but no, it's, uh, I, I think that's, uh, yeah. So how old were you when uh, that transition happened? Uh, I was 35, 35. So Chris has got to be. He's 36. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So we're, we're late. Age. Yep. Yeah. He's behind the curve. <laughs> yeah. I have a weird perspective because when <clears throat> I started doing, um, like receptionist work for Stark was mm-hmm. when that transition was happening. So I ah. remember all of the like talking around the office and this yeah. is happening. Ooh. And is he going <laughs> to be able, able to do, do it? it? We're going to close the doors. That's just it. That's totally what it was. And I, I can see that, you know, when you retire things, that'll happen again. It's the same thing. It's already happening. But it was, um, it was all fine. You know what I mean? It's just people. Yeah. People talk. I think Chris has shown him that he's a pretty sharp guy though. I think that helps. And, 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 and you sound exactly alike. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe you exactly. should just not have, don't have your video so on the screen. Yeah, yeah, don't don't, don't say it happened, and they will never know. <laughs> They'll never know. Well, and we've obvi- it's a bit, as it's been obvious, I'm sure we've been giving them a lot more upfront yeah. opportunities to, to be out front and center. I think and that gradual integration, too, was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was much more sudden with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but. You know, when I when the transition happened, it was like dad was president one day and I was the next. I, I think people realize that this is a tran- this transition's underway, so that's good. And don't write Allison and Nate off either. They're quieter, but they're doing really, really good it's things. It's just a different really, really it's just really a good different things. position for both of them that they're yeah. gonna be developing in their own yeah. way. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, and I don't know if you knew, but Allison had her baby on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a grand five fifth one. Oh, congratulations. Boy, girl. Girl. Nice. Vienna Marie. Yeah, Beautiful. I like that name. Beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. We had our corporate meeting today, and Allison was home, and she Skyped in, and there was... She Skyped in. And there she you went. didn't give her off. You didn't give her she a day off? She just had a baby. Yeah, just had a baby. <laughs> no, she just did it. Oh, yeah, she she yeah. didn't Skype in. She uh, Zoomed in zoomed or whatever. In. And But yeah, but uh, there she was, and there's Vienna. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. So how many is this? Five? Five, five grandkids? Uh, five. Said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-oh. Tegan, Cal, Connor... Henry and Tegan. Vienna. I like the Tegan name. That's yeah, Tegan. Yeah. Tegan and Cal are Nathan's. Uh, Connor, of course, is Christopher's. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Henry and uh, Vienna. How's Henry now? He's got three. three. Just yeah, turned three. Yeah. yeah. He's a, yeah, we got some good video of him when we brought her home. He was <laughs> big so grin awesome. on his face. He thinks it's great. Grand he babies. does now. We'll Grand see how. These are the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's different, I think. You got some? Uh, two. Yeah. There yeah, you go. How old are they? Uh, four and two and a half. Okay. Yep. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. Yep. yep. We got a ways to go. Happily, we have you none. Do. You do. <laughs> Let's Hopefully. get them to at least be <laughs> yeah, 18. Yeah, let them at least get to adulthood. Yes, Holy thank smokes. you. <laughs> yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, all right. Chris, I think. Um, let's. This see. is a good one. Are you going to pick the next one after me? All right. I'm the glasses on. Go ahead, Matt. Do, do, do it. When was the last time you were nervous about something besides coming on this podcast? Oh, mm-hmm. well, that wasn't the last time. <laughs> Sorry, but I, <laughs> Marcus has been. You know, so you get nervous. You get nervous. <laughs> when was the last time I was nervous about something? Boy, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, you know what? I would always get the most nervous. By nervous, I mean like apprehensive about an upcoming Anxious event. Or something. Is mm-hmm. what you? I assume you mean. Sure. Um, you know what? I always got the most nervous about, and was kind of nervous about this year, is when I do the awards banquets for you guys, more so than the all staffs. Because Why? It, because it was really important that you guys like them to me. You know, I, yeah. mean, I wanted you to feel appreciated and like they were fun and there was good energy and all that kind of stuff. You know, the all staffs were more, you know, I th- felt like I had something to say to you. I knew that I, what I wanted to say and I said it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't quite as concerned about the reaction. I mean, I wanted a good reaction, but I didn't. I knew it was good, but when you were ready to say charts, look at my charts. Yeah. Yeah. I got charts. Yeah. Look at this one. (laughs) This wide. This is a bad Saturday Night Live skit. (laughs) (laughs) Some gifts coming out. I love this chart. We didn't tell me actually did clips of this podcast and use it for social. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Everything is I recorded. guess you do have to be Everything careful, don't you? Recorded. You do have to be careful. Oh. No, I think I get the most nervous for those. And of course, this year, of course, we had to do it all yeah, virtually. Virtual. Like, how are we going to give it? And actually, I thought it worked pretty yeah. good. I yeah. thought it worked I pretty good. I heard you guys had to practice it once. We did. We yeah. actually rehearsed it a couple times. More yeah. for the technical side yeah. and to make sure that everybody knew what was going on so that people knew when to, you know, and to make sure that all, you know, yeah, it worked. It, it worked. was smooth. Yeah, it did. It worked really smooth. So yeah, we've actually got some other fun things coming along that haven't quite happened yet. So this is kind of an extended award season this year. You'll be seeing. Is that called a tease in the business? It's a tease. It's a tease. It's way more fun that way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's kind of, things are rolling out more slowly. COVID has blasted all of our usual Yeah, It takes away a lot of the fun stuff. It really does. It really does. It's just been so, because we can't get together. We don't have the, that's what I miss the most is the energy of the, of the rooms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so next fun question. What was the first thing you bought with your own money? Oh, that's a, it's an easy one. Car? 10-speed bike. 10-speed oh, oh. bike. Oh, some wheels. So we're going Just way back. Two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was 10 years old, or maybe 11, and 
they, the Swin, Schwinn Varsities had just come out. They were the original 10-speed bikes. And I don't know. I just thought those gears and everything, they just looked <laughs> so cool. And I thought, man, if I could have one <laughs> of those. And, I, you know, I was, I was on the swim team at Hill Farm, and I would always, you know, we'd ride our bikes back and forth. I lived on Rock Road at the time. And I don't know. I just I got to have one. And so I started doing babysitting for my younger brothers, and my parents would pay me, you know, a quarter an hour or something like that. And I saved my money, and it was all said and done. It was like seventy five bucks. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's lot, a lot of at twenty five cents an hour. Yeah. A lot of babysitting. Yeah, it took me, you know, better part of a year. They must have had a great time with you babysitting. They'd they did gone a lot. Yeah, they left, and, and um, yeah, and I went down, and it felt so good. So it met your expectations. Oh yeah. Oh good. It, it was the. Probably the best thing I ever bought with my own money. Nice. Because it was, ju- because, you know, it was the first thing I, I purposefully saved, saved for. for. It was a dream I had. I just wanted it. I, I you know, it's th- that, it, that experience has served me well in my life because it was the first time where I set an objective and reached it. And I realized that with perseverance over time, I Goals. could reach my objectives. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a very good lesson cool. always around. Hmm. Yep. What was your first car? Jacob, oh. this one's for you. Oh, we always go back to the first car episodes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, talk about a lot of first Sorry. cars on this show. <laughs> I think, God, what was it? It was a big old blue bomber of a. Those thing. are called hoopties. Hoopties? hoopties? <laughs> What's that? What's a hoopties? Is that the song? The hoopty hoop. Yeah, hoop, yeah, hoopties were. We talked about those a lot in the '90s when I was in high school. Everybody had a hoopty. Oh, oh. There, there was what you're talking about, big bombers. Yeah. I, I think it was an Impala. I think no. it was a Chevy Impala. It's a hoopty. Yeah, and it was it was you know a hundred feet long and hundred you know, feet long. Big old fence. Yeah, it was. A yeah. No, but you know what I mean. It was this big blue thing. Yeah, I think that was the first one I ever bought with my own money. Yeah, I used to drive my parents' cars before that. Right. But yeah, I think Who's so. Next, you. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip one. I'm going to go to my favorite one. Okay. What really makes you angry? Mm. Oh. <laughs> This? Yeah. <laughs> you. That question? That question. <laughs> you know, I don't get angry very often. Um, I think I get most offended when I'm misunderstood or misrepresented. Misrepresented or something that I do is not just taken the wrong way, but is. That's why this is recorded. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I it's an integrity yeah. thing. I you know, I try to do the right thing when I can and uh all the time. And I I when somebody when you do something and they say, Oh, you're just doing this or that and I've you know I've heard some of that lately and I it just that really gets under my skin. Yeah. Yeah, that get it. That makes me that makes me angry because you know, if you're not gonna you may disagree with my decision, but at least give me credit for good intention. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think in this world right now, there's too much of that. Yeah. Everybody assumes that there's ill intent in the world. And Everybody's there offended isn't. by everything. Everybody's offended mm-hmm. by everything. And most people are just doing the best they can. But everybody's just worked up and angry, and the pandemic hasn't made it any wor- any better, of course. But I, 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 you know, the, the quality of discourse and argument it, the, these days is really low in my opinion it's kind of going off your question but i but i think bringing it back i i think that if we would all maybe give people credit for trying to do the right thing and trust each other a little bit and try to understand you know one of stephen covey's 
seven habits, I can't recite them all, but the one that one of the ones that really sticks with me is always seek first to understand and then to be understood. It, nobody does that. Right. Nobody does it. And when they do it to me, it just frosts me. So that's probably my answer. Well, the rest of these questions are more positive, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Beck, what's well, your favorite family vacation? Oh, that's for me? Yep. Anytime f- he's with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my family. Well, I have to say, when we go up north and the whole family goes, yeah. it is a blast. It is really fun. It's always best when the whole family is there. Almost anywhere that the whole family goes is a good place. And if any one of them is missing, it's not the same. Yeah. You'll find that with your kids when they grow up. At this point, kids? I just want them to kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then, yeah, but then they come back. No. And, and, You're right. And, the, and, and for a while, sometimes when they come back, it's like, oh, geez. Yep. <laughs> you know, for a while. But then as they get to be older, older, then it's really fun when they come over. Yes. Is that the grandkids? Different. Yeah. And, that, and, the, and the energy just ramps up yep. a thousandfold, and it's just very fun. So you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, absolutely. I, oh. I say to my kids now, I, I really do care to see you, Laura. Yeah. I'm here to see the kid, grandkids, you know. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it is when they, when they leave, and they come back, and they leave, and they come back. It's like, seriously, are we doing this again? And yeah. then finally they leave, and they don't come back anymore. And it's yeah. kind of like, well, that's a bummer. So now it's fun to be around them. Yeah. yeah. Well, when they're between 18 and 25, there's a lot of failures to launch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine, mine came back with extras. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that was that was a fiance before yeah. they got married and a yeah. dog. Yeah. Really? But that's, you yeah. know what? We just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. But then when they turn about 25, if I could wave a magic wand, the age of majority would be 25 or 26 because that's when all the everything really fuses. Truth. And there's actually. The, it's physiological. That's it's, physiologically yeah, true. Yeah. There's no, yeah. there's, that is true. Yeah. And you can tell when they cross over yeah. because all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. my goodness. They're not in puberty anymore. No, they're they're, yeah, they're not. Yeah, When they're 21 or mm-hmm. 22, they're just overgrown yeah. teenagers. Yeah. So besides 25 is your favorite age, what was your favorite age when your kids were growing up? Oh, probably, mm-hmm. you know, grade 7, 8, 9. Just really? Be, sorry, yeah. You I, like the middle school? No, seven, eight, nine years, years old. old. I was oh, like, Whoa. I was going to say, no, 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 like, no, no, what? No, 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 crazy? No, no. Clearly, that's not the fun age for anyone. Right? No, like, no, no, yeah. no, no. When they're grade school and they're, um, you know, they they just have a lot of natural energy. They don't get in, you know, they don't bug you. Yeah, sorry, I kicked that thing a little bit. Didn't mean to. Tripod with my foot. Um, you know, they're just, they're they're genuine. They're fun. They like being around you. They more or less do what you're told. You know, but they're but they can you can have real conversations with them. They're getting into fun activities. Yeah. I, I just think there's a there's a raw fun kid energy to that age group that's great. You know, then they become teenagers and they turn on you and become <laughs> sullen. That middle school, that middle school years. Yeah. So yeah, especially for girls. Oh, oh. it was the opposite yeah. for us. I think. Uh, well, you had boys. Yeah, Caden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the kids. My favorite age was two. We didn't even have the terrible twos. We got the terrible threes. Mm-hmm. I would say that's kind of true with Henry. Henry has been. Uh, he, he was he's uh, he's still very easy, but he's more oppositional now. He yeah. just turned three than he was even six months ago. And then they start running faster than you and can't catch yeah. him. And, yeah, you know. we're not there yet, thankfully. He's <laughs> going to run him down with ease. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Love it. What's the song you play over and over? Oh, geez. I don't know if I have a song. Oh, man, that's a that's You're a welcome. That was mine, too. I don't know if I have one because I listen to so many. We talked about your genre before we came on. Yeah. Here. What was your, your genre's, genre's kind of uh, rock? Soft rock? Well, Soft. you know, you always like what you grow up with. Yeah. 
And that playlist is chosen not just because I like them. I do some of them I like more than others, but a lot of them sort of have messages that I think are relevant to what we're trying to do here as a company. So when I play them at company things, you know, like we are family, I mean, yep. it's pretty obvious. Yep. You know, don't stop believing, it's yep. pretty obvious. You can do magic, it's pretty yep. obvious what the connections are. So, um, and, and there's some of those I like a lot. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite go-to that'll... So if you're sitting at home drinking your red wine, yeah, what do you turn on? Yeah, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Last night I had on some European jazz that was really good. <laughs> Really was good. that the wine? How much or was wine actually, was no, there? No, just, that was just, no, it was just really good. I was by myself. Mars is over taking care of Vienna. So I'm, no, it was, uh, it was really good. Sometimes I put on the classic rock and I like that. You know, sometimes it's modern jazz. Sometimes it's classic jazz. Neighbors ever have to call it. Sometimes it's classical. You know, I used to, I put on classical music in the mornings, on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Did yeah. you ever play an instrument? Piano. Ah. Piano and yeah. bassoon. Do you still play piano? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm going to hopefully, I got away from it in the last 10 or 15 years, but I want to get back to it. That's one of part of your retirement. I, yeah, that might be. It, it's not like Larry Kendall was also a mm. piano player and he and I were talking about this and he said, yeah, it, it is not like riding a bike. You do lose it if you don't use it. And, um, you have to, you have to do it and to play at a high level, you really got to work it up. So you, you can either spend an hour to a day at it if you really want to enjoy it. How and old I, were you when you started? Eight, I think. Less I loved the whole it. deal. Yep, I loved it. I, there was a point at which I could have probably gone places with it, but I didn't take that fork because I didn't really think you it. wanted to be the a doctor. Yeah, you I wanted, wanted to be the a bike. You could have been yeah. the piano man. Yeah, I could have been the piano man. Yeah, no, there was a period there where I was pretty good in high school and early after, but it's gone down. I wouldn't, I, I'm not ready for anybody to hear anymore. But I do it's, love music. I love it, love it. It's funny listening to our youngest Carson. He wanted a keyboard for Christmas. So we got him a keyboard, nothing special or fancy, but he's in there just watching YouTube and learning how to play the piano. Yeah. He plays it's with nuts. two hands and he that's plays Florida Lee's and all these songs. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really you. He's like, yeah, it is. Is that right? So you learn it watching YouTube. Does he know how to read music? No. no. Oh, so unfair. He does it by letters, by the letter of the notes. And then awesome. he just. So the, is that on the keyboard? So the A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, is he, knows he just what knows what they it is. are. But then okay. instead of the music, he does it by letter. Yeah. Yeah. Does he, he like music? Does he have an aptitude yeah. for it? Yeah. What did he, he played some instrument. Was it in grade school? What did he play? Uh, it wasn't violin. cello. No, he played cello. He played cello, cello and Caden played trumpet. Yeah. Oh, I played <laughs> the The trumpet. fact that you've forgotten. <laughs> Were you a trumpet player? I played the trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I you know, as good as I wanted to be at the time, but I was more yeah. into the flags. You know, I got to be on the football field with the flags. So, yeah. And but the yeah, football I, I players. And the football players. <laughs> no, not the football players. Look at you. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came on? I am. I'm, I'm not treated like a guest anymore. I'm just <laughs> one of, the, one of the, the normal people here to pick on. But no, it was good. It was good. Yeah. But I don't think I could pick a trumpet up. There's, a, there's definitely yeah, uh, muscles that anymore. you build in your face to be able to play for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used, well, I played bassoon too, and it was, which was weird because I did set out to do that. I thought I wanted to play the French horn. And but I couldn't buzz. Mm -hmm. He had me do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Could not get a buzz. <laughs> I mean, it just yeah, didn't it's, work. It's a thing. It's it a, you have to develop that. Yeah, it's and I did not work. And he said, "No, that's not going to work." And I had braces at the time. Oh yeah, no! So they said, "No clarinet, no." And I didn't want to play that anyway. Yeah. So he finally just said, "Have you ever thought about bassoon?" Because no, nobody plays it. Right. It's like I can fill a slot. And I said, eh, "All right, I'll try it." And I actually got to be pretty. I would. I probably had a bigger future as a bassoon player than a piano player. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah, I was actually pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, and it was fun too when you're playing with an orchestra or you're playing with an actual ensemble playing. Mm-hmm. If I could play again, this is probably one of your questions, I would either play <laughs> drums. It's not, but go ahead. I would either play, it should have been. I would have been in the rock band this doing that. I, I would, yeah, I would have either played drums or I would have loved to have been a bass player in a band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I think being a bass player. I. Do you play guitar? No. I played a little. Yeah. But He's I retiring. Didn't. That's his well, next. I, I, got one. Grow I got one for out. Christmas like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. You need to learn that when you're young because your yeah. fingers just don't bend like that. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Well, it's hard. You know, the calluses. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's yeah. Hard it's tough. You. Yeah. yeah. And I, I never got into fingering. I never got that. Yeah. There was like two or three different ways to play the same note. I said, well, this is stupid. <laughs> right? There should only be one way to play the same <laughs> note. <laughs> It's How tough. are you supposed to figure that this out? This doesn't make sense at all. This makes no sense. I have a very logical <laughs> mind and the things that have ambiguity and that don't work for me. You sure you don't have some C in you? Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> maybe I'm developing it in my old age. Who's up? All right. I think that we should probably roll into a little bit of um, interesting random fact about Madison that you might know. All right. So I kind of wanted to, uh, with all the technology and in real estate and all the changes we're having kind of go back to some of the older neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mm-hmm. thought Nakoma was on top of my list because that was part of the Stark yeah. family story. So I thought we'd start there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, yet, and you did say that we wanted to talk about it and I, I'm not a big expert in it, but like you said, I know it was, it was started in like around 1912 or 13 is when they first started to do the lots. And um, it, there's some really interesting um, stuff that I found in there. Have you seen this? You've seen this Madison, yeah. History of Madison yeah. book. There's some really interesting stuff in here. But it was one of the early things that my grandfather did. Uh, he started the company, the Stark Company, in 1908. Okay. So actually his father started the company. Was, uh, it, it, wasn't, was it called Stark then? Uh, it was called the Stark McLean Land Company. Land Company. was yeah. the first thing. And they actually sold lots in uh, the Dakota territories. Because what happened you, to McLean? Uh, he had some. He had yeah. He had some health issues and dropped out okay. almost within the first year. Sure. And so A. C. Stark, who was actually a Presbyterian minister, didn't. I think he just was trying to make some extra money. Didn't know what the heck he was doing. It's a good choice. Yeah. And so, but his son Paul was a teacher, and I, he either went to or had gone to law school. I, I don't, and so he had some business background, and he asked him to join him within the first year. And he said yes. He was like 23 years old at the time, I believe. And he was the one that really took it over. And within a couple of years, they were assembling the land for Nakoma and developed it. Um, you know, and there's all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, here's this, uh, you know, the first of the Nakomas, October 30th, 1915. So, it, it, and if you look at those old pictures, you know, it's all you know, just open prairies. and it's. But I thought this was really interesting. I'm going to read this to you because there's a... Um, there you have this, there's this uh, promotional thing, and it's not as long as it looks, but it gives you an <laughs> Thank idea. Thank you. Is but, there a chart? No, there's no chart, but it's really interesting because Graphs. it gives you an idea of how different selling is than right. it used to be. So i got to sure. put my glasses on, see if this will work. All right, so here, this is what it says. Says yes, there is a war in Europe. So this is, yes, there is a business depression. Yes, there is a lot of planted land, but that doesn't affect a coma. <laughs> says Nakoma is placed on the is it was placed on sale Monday, July nineteenth. There were three houses then built and fifteen lots had been sold. They couldn't wait until it was planted. <laughs> <laughs> Today there are forty-two lots sold, running from one to four acres. Blah blah blah. 
But then it says, Nakoma is the most successful plat in 20 years. I mean, would we ever say this today? Well, especially if you think of 20 years, what was before that? <laughs> yeah. Wingra Park did not have 14 homes in three years. University Heights, they're running down their competition. <laughs> had only five houses in, I can't read this with my glasses fogging up, in four years. Oakland Heights had only six houses in three years. West Lawn did not have 14 houses in two years. Highland Park did not have 14 <laughs> houses in three years. Neither did they have furnished water, gas, electricity, sidewalk, shade, trees, and transportation. Nakoma furnishes all of them. It's and funny. They, they throw that transportation in there, but yeah. they had to. Yeah, 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 because you couldn't get there. <laughs> That's right. And then it says, and it will build up five times as fast and increase in value five times faster than any previous plat. Now, how could you make I guarantee it? that? How yeah. do you guarantee that? An investment in Nakoma at lot, at lot at present prices will pay you a big profit. Wow. Yeah. Watch out for notice of when the sale at present prices will end. It will be soon. I wonder if there were speculators that bought lots as, uh, just to see if they would increase. <laughs> just bought them and then held yeah. them. And yeah. Based well, on there, that, based there probably were some that did. I, I'm just wondering if when they wrote that, they heard your voice reading. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it was I'm in the back of that that was somewhere. Like, I was like, wow, that has got some power. Got to lots it. Juice. Uh, no, no, it's all built out. Oh. Yeah, too late. <laughs> darn, darn it. We're yeah. just a hundred years and too yeah, late. You're just a hundred years too late. Um, but yeah, so, but it was a very successful and apparently they also had trouble naming the streets. Did you hear this yeah. story? Yeah, yeah, I did. This was, I did not know. They had a contest. They had a contest. Yeah. yeah. Really? And then the, and a lot of the names of the streets are the ones that, and people got a $20 gold piece or something yeah. for Winning the contest. That's why some of the streets are so interesting. I yeah. mean, there's different names. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Native American names. Well, it's all Native American. Yeah. They were kind of doing that, and Nakoma was, you know, it means yeah. it's an Ojibwa word that means I do as I promise, yeah. which is, and so they, um, yeah. That was it's funny how you think about the developments, because you had mentioned earlier the hill farms. My mom grew up in the hill farms, too, but back then they were literally just hill farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and now, you know, the same thing is developed out that way. So, Oh, man, it's so much fun. Yeah, I used to live on Rock Road, which, well, I first started out in Nakoma, as I told mm -hmm. you. I was in the corner of Hiawatha and Yuma Drive, and then we moved out to Rock Road. And uh, that was great because that was, you know, I'm a classic baby boomer. Mm -hmm. I was born in 1954, height of the baby boom. I think it was the peak year of the baby boom. And, uh, you know, it was just empty lots and fields as far as you could see, but there were always houses under construction, you know, and we'd go and we'd have, dirt clod fights in the <laughs> construction sites and run around in there and go through all the fields and you know we, you had free reign of the place you could right. ride your bikes wherever you wanted to go it was it was awesome did so, you think about that comment i think you made it in there too that they had to have transportation to downtown because that's how they were otherwise nobody's gonna yeah, buy there yeah it was way too yeah th this was considered way out there it was like a 15 or 20 minute like car horse. ride yeah, to get out to Nakoma from downtown Madison. So the downtown at that point must have been like what? Green Greenbush, that area? Or was that even further was that out too? Um yeah, there's probably a picture in here that would answer that question for you. But I I yes. I, I don't think it went much past West High School yeah. for sure, if that. But I think that would be about as far as it went. On the screen. Yeah, that's the start. Yeah, that's the old Nakoma. Little pixelated. Plan. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What's down in the right hand corner? Is that the that's what they there that gets down to what they wanted Nakoma Golf oh, Club's golf, clubhouse, yeah, clubhouse to look like. Yeah. yeah, do you know the story of that? The no. old story? Yeah, so this is interesting. It was so 1921, it's all I know. Initially, what they wanted to do was they had Frank Lloyd Wright design a some kind of it looked kind of like yeah. that. It had like this peak, like teepees sort mm -hmm. of a look. Mm -hmm. Um and that was going to be the clubhouse. It never got built. I don't know what exactly the reasons were. 
here, but it did actually get built out somewhere, I want to say like in Utah or something yeah, like did that. did hear that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was actually built by somebody else somewhere else because they thought it was so cool, but it never got built here. wonder why. I don't know. Well, I, I think it had to do with my... Actually, it's probably, I have the Nicole history book here. It cost, though, too. I mean, the cost of stuff yeah. not developing as fast yeah. and whatever that might be. Yeah. I'll the, talk. The clubhouse came later. The same yeah, the clubhouse was one of the last things yes. to go in. Yes, that's right. But then that sort of like accelerated things or made it even more prestigious is what I read. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, yeah, the golf course went in in the late tw- early 20s, I believe. Yeah. And that was also considered to be an amenity. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, a, a unique amenity. It was built to uh, compete with Maple Bluff, which had been built, I think, in 1899, wow. I want to say. Hmm. And so Nakoma came along a little bit okay. after that. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's nuts. Yeah, that's what it was. they thought it was going to look like. But then it didn't Well, the trees. Built. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then, of course, you also know that Paul Stark was probably. Yeah, I've actually researched this in the last couple of years, and he was had a lot to do with building the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. I always thought maybe he was just part of a group, but he was actually. I think it was very much almost his brainchild. Uh-huh. And That's he cool. wa- Yeah, he wanted to do it, and he got a Michael Olbrick, Olbrick Park, Old mm-hmm. Gardens. He got him involved, and the two of them went and assembled the land, and then donated it to the university to build it. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So he had he had a lot to do with a lot of different neighborhoods. He developed a lot of the neighborhoods around West High School. A lot of those were also his developments. He's not as well known for those as he is for Nakoma. But yeah, we were I was never a developer. Is there a David Street developed. somewhere? No, um I don't or a think Paul so. Street? I don't no, I don't think so. There's a there there is an Olbrick, just kind of north of Olbrick Gardens. There's like a Walter Street yep. and a Richard Street. Yep. I've heard, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I've heard that that was a Stark company and that those were <laughs> built, those were after people that worked at the Stark company at the time. Like Richard was Dick Stark and well, you have a couple years Walter was retire. Walter Shar. Oh, wow. I think there's a Harriet, which I think is Harriet Lansing. Um, yeah. So before you retire, can you develop something and name a couple of streets, Matt and Jen? Yeah. And Chris. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I didn't get one of those. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure, I'd be glad to do that for you, Matt. And my, it's as a I simple, retire. simple task. Yeah, I'll just, just go. Just I'll just go and task. do a su- quick you subdivision. Have a couple years yet. Quick subdivision. Please for develop you. a subdivision. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe what you need to do is ingratiate yourself with the Viridian guys and see <laughs> yeah. if you can get a house. I think the, I think it should be called Matt and Jen Land. That's right. Oh, <laughs> like Wally World except Jen. Matt and Jen Land. <laughs> yeah. And we can, well, that's going to need some more. <laughs> it doesn't have a ring to yeah, it. We no, need more no charts. No, no offense. We need more charts. charts. <laughs> but it's oh, interesting during funny. the development of uh, Nakoma. Also, we talked about this earlier about the Spanish flu hit. Yes. So even at the time where they indicated in somewhere in the history that it, the decline or it didn't take off as fast, that could have been part of it too. Um, I think that almost certainly was a part of it. Yeah, people, the, the Spanish flu has really kind of disappeared into people's memories. It's come back a little bit now with COVID, but yeah, that was a much bigger deal than what COVID has been. That was that was huge. It was, um, you know, you and I were talking about it, you know, the numbers. I just read today that um, I was telling Matt this, that <clears throat> I think the Spanish flu killed like 600,000 people in this country which is like equivalent of 2 million in today's population. Wow. So that just gives you an idea. And it was like 50 or 60 million around the world. And a lot of them were younger as opposed to here where it's older. You can argue right. whether I think that's a part of it too is they had difference. a lot of these um, these guys going off to war. And they brought they back. kind of spread back that and mm-hmm. went that way and then came back to the U.S. That's right. That's exactly right. I think, I think that was the biggest thing that not only was the war not particularly popular, but it right. brought back a pandemic that 
makes it more made, made it even worse. Popular. Yeah, but I, I'm sure you're right that that figured into it. And then, of course, you had... You and know, then the Great Depression hit. Yeah, then the Great Depression hit. Yeah, and the company Great went... Timing. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> yeah. They're a little spread apart. Yeah, the, 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 the 20s, 20s were good. Yeah, the yeah. 20s were good. were good. 15 years. The 20s were good, and the company did well during the 20s, but then in the 30s, it, it got hit hard. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that we found some documents that indicated that Paul Stark was near bankruptcy for wow. a while there during that period. So that we've made it this far is pretty amazing. It's also interesting, the, the timeline. I mean, even like we were talking about the 1920-ish start... <laughs> Of it really taking off, and then the mm-hmm. war, pandemic, yeah, and it continued through the Great Depression until it all sold out. Yep, yep. But it's kind of like today. I mean, even they have the same thing now, where we still have, you know, things are still selling. Oh yeah, we're still we have had a great year last year. Yep. I think it's interesting to see how we still persevere through pandemics. I, I agree. Well, I, I, you could arguably say that our industry benefited from right. the pandemic um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, that are, you know, in hindsight, pretty obvious. It didn't look that way to be in March and April. I remember you and I talking, and we were both kind of going, whoa. Yes. <laughs> you felt like you were on that power dive down with it on the uh, roller coaster. But yeah. then by June, I was feeling a lot more confident. Yeah, we kind of absolutely. started to get back to more normal thinking. And then, of course, it just kept going from there. Um, but, yeah, I, I the thing about real estate that people always miss, and I don't know if this is where you're going with your question, is – or they, for, they they just don't pay enough attention to how, just how fundamental it is. And and the reason I bring that up, I may have told you this story before, but during the great, uh, not great, during the recession of 07 through 11 is really when it was. For real estate, it was really 07 through 11. It lasted longer than the official recession. And I, I knew the publisher of the State Journal pretty well at that time, and we would go to lunch a couple times a year, and we were at lunch one day, <clears throat> And he looks at me and we're talking about it. He says, you know, Dave, he says, do you think people are ever going to be comfortable owning real estate again? <laughs> huh? Wow. And I just said, you know, I mean, right. I was polite, but in right. my head I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Right. Because it's, but, you know, that was sort of how people people's minds go to where whatever's happening right now they think is going to happen forever off into the future. So when times are good, it's always going to be good and they get reckless. And when times are bad, it's never going to be any good again and I'm never going to do this again. And it never works like that. Things always go to equilibrium. Things always snap back. You know, we're we're arguably in a, and I think, well, not arguably, we are still in a distorted real estate market now. This market is not normal. I mean, you wonder how long it's going to be till it gets back to quote-unquote normal. um, It's going to be a few years, I think. It's probably going to take some I don't want to say pain. Let's just say there's gonna it's it's gonna slow down from where we are so that prices kind of level and inventories can build back up. But I think it's gonna be a more gradual process than what we saw. I think it's gonna take interest rates to go up a little bit, and they're doing that a little bit right now. It might help at least. Yeah, interest rates going up will might trigger it. That might be the first thing. Um, Probably the most. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the most obvious thing that will trigger it. Have you guys not asking to divulge your business secrets? (laughs) But would you guys just curious because we're basically two months into the year, would you say the listings are coming in faster or slower than they were a year ago? It's last week, uh, f- I'd say the last week faster. But up till then? Yeah, up until, I mean, this week actually, there's, was it last week a few? No, this week there's a bunch coming on. Mm-hmm. Were they, what, before that were they? 
Because when oh, I kind of trickled in, there was we had a couple weeks where we had a good good couple weeks and they'd sell right away. Yeah. Well, yes, they're all selling right away. <laughs> and then we'd have a little bit of a pause. Yeah. And we'd have more coming on, and then they'd sell. Yeah. Yeah. When we because what we've tracked at least so far is that the market in January was down a good twenty five percent in terms of the number of listings that came on the market, and that surprised me because I yeah. thought and and so far February doesn't look like it's going to match last year either. What's it's, your What's your guess as to why? What do you think that's causing that? <sighs> I think it's pro- some of it. I think is still COVID. Honestly, okay. I think there are still a lot of maybe you guys. You guys would maybe know better than I do. You're talking to sellers that are saying that they're still a little nervous about putting their house on the market. I don't think it's necessarily. Well, Chris would know too, but I don't think it's necessarily COVID versus having somewhere to go. That's, yeah, that's what it's I mean. That is a very go. big that one. Yes, I, there's no question that that's a big one. That's a big one. And there's not, I, I, the, the best, you know, we, as you know, we try to brainstorm answers and the best one that I've heard so far and that I'm starting to see more of is, you know, putting 69 or whatever you can put in mm-hmm. just to rent back post occupancy mm-hmm. to give the seller time to find something. When you think about it too, the seller is in control. I mean, especially now because they can dictate terms. Right. So even if you like, exactly. I don't have anywhere to go while well, you push out a closing or you say, I can't, we can't close until I find somewhere to go or to buy or to close. So double move and make a yep, lot of money. Move. Exactly. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. You know, I think it's, I, I think real estate's arguably getting a little frothy in price. Some people have worried that it's, you know, are we heading for another 2007, 8, 9? And I absolutely not because no. the, the, the appraisers the, are doing their job. Yes. The appraisers are doing their job and the banks are doing their job, yes. which they we learned not, the first time. Yeah, yeah. They were not doing their job 15 years ago. And right. that's what got us into trouble. We had people in houses they could not afford. And as soon as they couldn't sell it, they went bankrupt and defaulted. And, you know, the worst case scenario, people that might want to sell won't because they, you know, but they can afford the house they're in. And that's by and large. So you're not going to see wholesale defaults. The three worst words back then, fast and easy. Oh, <laughs> it was so, it was. No income, no asset verification. It was just terrible. 80-20. 80-20, 80% mortgage first, 20% second. It was, it you was. Up to 15%. It was just. <laughs> Buy so furniture. People, people would take cash out. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They would, they would go, they would put nothing down and leave with extra yep. money. So they bought mm-hmm. the furniture. It was just ridiculous. So yeah, you know, that, the, all the economic rules were thrown out the window. You remember where we were? When it hit? We were in Hilton Head. We were in Hilton Island. Best oh. vacation Best ever. Best vacation. We're like, nobody's <laughs> calling, calling us. This yeah. is great. Yeah. It was, yeah. For a while it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we got home and I was like, oh. But yeah. it's amazing how fast it happened. It wasn't like a gradual. Mm-mm. It was just overnight and shut off. Yep. Yeah, things went south in a hurry and once they and, and it was just that was a power dive yes yes and and people were afraid to own it was mm-hmm. you know all the circumstances some people because the, the only thing that w- that i had been through before that that was anything like it was that which would be before your guys time which is the 80 81 82 recession mm-hmm. and i was still selling at that time and then i started managing and the interest rates at that time were through the roof. Too. Through the roof. I remember farm, you know, farm loans yeah, yeah. coming due and taking over the farms. And the yeah, everything was selling. We were selling everything on land contract right. because the the interest rates were so high that the banks wouldn't, you know, they, they just literally would not lend on a property unless they had the underlying mortgage. They just, there, there was no money available. But the difference was is that everybody wanted to buy. It wasn't that people didn't, you know, it wasn't that they didn't want to. They just, it was just too expensive. And so they had to, connive and figure out ways to get it done it, t- 15 years ago people didn't want to buy they mm-hmm. were scared to death it was like pushing a boulder uphill with a string 
You know, the, the, the values were there. The prices were there. You could make all the rational arguments you wanted. This is going to be a great buy. You buy it now, you're going you're gonna to love it, which was true, 100% true. Turned out that way and then some. But people didn't want to listen to it until they kind of got some confidence. And then I think that shows also that, I mean, our industry pivots well. It does. Like no matter. Always like, has. We pivoted from single family. We did a lot of foreclosures, short sales, REO stuff, and it's just a... You just have to learn new things and yep. figure out where How to do it. I yeah, agree. I totally right. agree. We're we're a very resilient industry. We always have been, and uh, and I think we always will be. I think that's where entrepreneurialism and self reliance and you know individual energy and initiative are just all great things, and they force you to to be resilient. It doesn't hurt being in uh, Dane County either. No, it helps a lot. <laughs> Dane County is a great place to be. I mean, even in the recession. I've, I've always felt that we suffered more than we needed to in Dane County because our prices never fell like they did in other parts of the country, but everybody believed they did. And because they believed the they news. did, they would yeah, yeah, the news was... In fact, I had a I had a, another lunch with that same publisher because he they he they published a story and it finally just said I can't take it anymore because the it was all the national news and what it said was you know housing prices have fallen ten percent this year and are projected for another ten percent you know they're down thirty percent or whatever it was and it was just this blanket stuff from the Case Shiller index and all mm-hmm. this and I just finally said look I said that's not happening here and I put the numbers down in front of him he said oh. charts yeah yeah charts I, I put gave him some charts I gave him facts. <laughs> Said, it's funny how those facts work. Yeah, and he said, you know what? You're right. He said, we got to do better than this. And from then on, they at least when they would publish a story, they would in, at least insert a paragraph saying, in Dane County, it's not this Dave way. Dave Stark <laughs> says this is not true. Yeah. No, I was... <laughs> but they always put that paragraph way at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> the they would, sometimes they wouldn't. The it wasn't. But we, you know, our prices, I, stem, top to bottom, I think our prices dropped less than 10%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but yet you talk to people, they say, oh, what are houses, what are prices down? Like 30%, 40%, you know, my house has got to be underwater. I'll bet it's, I was my, the woman that was cutting my hair, I, she had a house that she bought for 250 She says, I probably couldn't get 200 for it. And I said, why do you think that? Well, you know, prices are down. And I said, no, they're the not. The thing is, even during that time, the people that didn't have to sell just didn't sell. Yeah, right, they just didn't it's sell. It's not like they didn't lose any money unless they had to sell. That's true with any asset right. as long as you can hold on to it. What made it hard was all the people that couldn't hold right. on to it because they were over-leveraged. 80 and fast and easy. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's where that's why that was so bad. And we That's what won't happen again. Right. You know, we've right. been through plenty of, re- of recessions where prices have leveled off for a while, maybe even fallen a little bit for a year or two, but generally not. Real estate will almost always increase at or above slightly above the rate of inflation. It just always will, be, especially in a growing economy because your your economy tends to grow faster than the supply we're really seeing that now that's why prices are being put up this total 180 from where we were 15 years ago but to back to my original point i do think we're a little out of balance you know are we overpriced in madison i don't think so i mean obviously people can afford it but we need more supply and when we do get more supply i think prices will level off and may might even you know not rise very quickly for a few years and that would be okay let people catch up I think that's how it'll probably sell play out. now. Yeah, yeah, cash in. Now. Be okay with moving twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah really. Well, I, I, I still, I think it'll still be worth more ten years from now than it is today. It just whether you know, I, I just think it will be, but it's not going to be this linear up like it was. It can do this on the way, mm-hmm. like all assets. It should be interesting in the next couple of years how this how this market shakes out. Ooh, well, we need inventory. That, that's why I asked you the question about yeah. where the listings are coming in, because so far this year they have not been coming in as fast as they did a year ago. But I've also noticed that inventories tend to pick up on March 1st. It's yeah. kind of where they 
turn the corner. But the total sales haven't been to- haven't been bad. No, they haven't I mean, been the, bad. The comparable to anything else, I think it's still. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, well, and that's the point. We're we're kind of operating with just in time inventory now. Yep, absolutely. You know, we're listing them and selling them. They're just not accumulating. But we listed as many houses last year as we did in 2019 <laughs> over the course of the whole year. But you'd have never thought never, that. Yeah, right, with the pandemic. <laughs> well, yeah, in the middle of April and May when you saw it just yeah. plummet, you just yeah. thought, we'll never catch up. But we did. We actually, by the end of the year, we actually caught up, and that's why we had a record year. There were and enough we, houses to sell. We did. Our, we had a, our record year was right after <clears throat> this started to come out, back out of that. So mm-hmm. it had been the May, May, June, July. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. It almost flipped. Spring to it did it did I would say the, the the four the four or five last months of the year for the company were probably the four or five best months mm-hmm. for those for those times of year that we've ever had right. by far they were just off the charts but you know obviously we're just catching we're still just digging out of the hole so ended up a little bit ahead so list your house now yeah. Yeah, everybody list your house now. We need your listings. Everybody, please sell. Everybody list your house now. Sell your house now. We have you, charts. We have we, buyers. We, we, we have buyers. We have charts that will show you that it's a good idea. It's, it it, it's good interesting idea. to know that the rents still go up too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the it's not just the sales. It's the the rents and everything are at today's interest rates. I think you could probably get as much or more living for owning as you can from renting. Right. I right. think in a lot of cases, renting is not cheap. No. No, no, it is not. No, nope. keep raising our tenants, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, Sorry. it's, no, it well, is. Well, stuff, costs go up, taxes mm-hmm. go yes. up. Yeah, Everything goes like, up. Everything it's goes. like, I know there's a pandemic, but yes, I do have to raise your rent. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but costs go up. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been lucky here in Madison, too. I mean, I'm sure we've had some forbearance. And have you had much trouble with that? Have you had, no, mm-hmm. we haven't either in our mm-hmm. apartments. Everybody's been able to, Madison's in pretty good shape that way. But there are people that are hurting, and obviously we have to be sensitive to that. Yeah. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, the, I, I think that the, those things that are that government is targeting to those people are, are well thought out. Um, some Fully. of them. Yeah, we definitely had some folks that had to use some, um, like, sunshine funds and yeah. stuff like that. Yes. We had a, yeah. a couple, they were both Uber drivers, and sure. for a while there was nothing yeah. they could do. And now yeah. they're busy because they're delivering food like food. crazy. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, I think the economy is going to snap back pretty quickly. And I, I'm no epidemiologist, but I feel like we're getting closer to the end of this thing than maybe we, people realize. I hope so, anyway. And all these industries have changed too. The restaurant business has gone, like Jen just mentioned, Uber Eats and mm-hmm. all these Eat Street and all these companies that deliver food. And people are resilient. I mean, yeah. look at how we were able to just continue to meet virtually. I mean, we're not unique in that, of course, right. but we all did it. Um, you know, the first couple times we were like, "What the hell are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea how to do it. But you know, within two or three, we had it down pretty good, and we got better as the year went on. My birthday is April twenty seventh, so it was kind of during the pandemic thing. And I remember posting something that said, "You know, how could we? We couldn't have pivoted like this ten years ago. We couldn't have just flipped a switch and done Zoom meetings and training." That is very true. So yes, the, having this technology has really made a big difference. I, it would be interesting to know what our industry, how we would have adapted. You know, we're going to say something. Fax yeah. meetings. Yeah. No, Fax. I just I think I said at the last on the last podcast, the the fact that this happened has created a um, for a, a generation of people that would never have been involved with technology an opportunity to be right. able to see their families and their grandkids. And I think you said Raj has. Has zooms with his buddies, you know, and his high school buddies. He he zooms with them. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the wonderful things that have come out of it's been a lot of not good things. Yeah. I mean, just there's there's that, but I I always tend to let's find what's what's happened that's good. Absolutely. That is what we're doing here. We probably would have done this. Right. The pandemic. 
Yeah. So I just think that, that that is the wonderful things that have happened and are going to happen in the way that business has changed and the opportunities people have taken advantage of. It's all good. Do you guys think that people are going to come back to the offices like they were? That's a great question. I think we still, I think we're still going to have the mix of people because it's, I hope they do because I, I think it's my personal opinion is I think people are more productive and focused sometimes at the office. I, I totally agree. But I think getting them here might be a little bit harder. For yeah. our newer folks, it's nice to have them yes. in the office so yep. we can train and they can hear what Well, it's questions, too. Saying. I mean, when yep, you're sitting at home and, and they're trying to call us while we're in a, you know, training somebody else a little bit harder. So if you're here, then it leads a lot easier to Pop do the training. your head in. Ask yep. a quick question. Training is just not the same mm-hmm. when you're when you're virtual. I don't, I don't care how you do it. And I find that when I go to the office, there, there's all kinds of impromptu conversations yes. that we have that you just don't have yep. when you're... If you're sitting at home, if you want to talk to somebody, you've got to pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. them, or you got to email them, or you got to text them, or you've mm-hmm. got, you got to specifically try to find them. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're at the office, you just bump into each other, and things happen. You stick your head in. And or even like uh, Jane, who you met upstairs, is yeah, yeah. working on getting her license. She's around you know, Carissa and Catherine and the whole group on that row. She can listen to everything that's going on. You know, questions, you know, all the questions she can hear by all the other agents are asking us or asking each other. I think that makes a big difference. Oh, I think nice. it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Huge and, difference. And it does. We had one of the other gals up there. She was on her first winter shift. And <laughs> she come, the phone rings, and she and they're talking. And she comes running down to me. What do I do? I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All good. That was you a couple months ago. <laughs> you are not wrong. Yeah. So, but it's fun to be able to, yeah. you know, to just watch the growth of everyone. And we all do learn from each other. Yep, absolutely. It's yeah. fantastic to be in the office. Definitely. No, I, I, I believe that we will all come back to the office most of the time, maybe not a hundred percent of the time that we did, but I think seventy or eighty percent of the time. I think it was a different. It was a kind of a different mix, like that prior to pandemic too. You had a it mix was. of people that, yeah. So I think the people that are going to be in the office are probably the same people that would have come in the office anyway. Yeah, I think that the people that are sick are now going to stay home. Yeah, instead of thinking they need to come to the office, and yeah. I think that's probably one of the best things that ever came yeah, out of this. Yeah. Like my sister works at a company that if she's sick, she gets points against her. If uh. she doesn't go to the doctor, she you know she could lose her job for not coming uh. to work. And look at what it created. Yeah, right. and so the, I'm I'm. I think it's again. I look at what what's fixed. I think that sh- that's fixed yeah. been fixed because of this. Like, if you don't, if you have a cold, stay home. You don't have to come to the office, whether it's real estate or whatever it is. But because you can work from home and not expose everybody to your germs now, and you can be on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Zoom is good. Yeah, no, that's right. You can do all that stuff. I I just think people like being together. It's been interesting to watch the employees that we have. You know, we've got about twenty seven, twenty eight employees, and there's only a couple that have really not wanted to come in mm-hmm. and a lot of them where when they've had to go home, they get angry. They don't want to not come in. Mm-hmm. They would rather come in when during the November, December period, when, you know, this kind of our, it's the slowest time of year generally. And that was sort of when everything was sort of peaking. And so we kind of said, okay, we'll go back to, you know, if you want to work from home, you can. And a few of them took us up on it a little bit, but very few, I can't think of any that, just went home and stayed there. I think that's that there again. It's just hard for some people to work from home and yeah. they feel they just get more done. And you know, well, if you've got kids at home too, who are also schooling at home, yeah. you, there's it's, it's gotta be work has to be a break. Yes. That's <laughs> right. Work is like a vacation rather than being home, trying to teach kids. That's and, right. Know, I try to educate the kids at home too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to change retail and the shopping yes. experience more than it will change the office experience. What Amazon stock has done since oh, pandemic. Yeah. 
It hasn't done as great as you'd think. Really? You'd think it just skyrocketed. Well, here's what I love to hear and, and, and what I have seen. The mom and pop shops have yes. figured it out. Yes. So that they can compete a little bit a little with bit, the yeah. Amazons just of sur- the world. Just survive for, yeah. you know, just yeah. make and it and they had to. They yeah. had to. So I think it's, fan- again, the ingenuity that has come out of this, mm-hmm. so cool. Yep. And they'll be able to stay at that point and do those kinds of things moving forward as well as have other people in their store. So yeah. just cool. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And I can't wait to go back to restaurants again. Mm. <laughs> I live in Sauk County. Yeah. Yeah. We go to restaurants. You go to restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> we go to restaurants. Yeah. People go up there and they play their sports and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. have to flee the county to be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. No, I can't wait to go to restaurants and I cannot wait to go to a sporting event again yeah. and have a Badger full games, crowd. Tailgating. I wanna, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Is that gonna, that's my, that might be something to be interesting in the next tailgating and uh, you know, Badger Games and State Street. and Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I just can't wait. Packer Games. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Anyway. Yeah, it was good. All right. Well, very good. Well, I. We appreciate you joining yeah, thanks, us Dave. today. My pleasure. Hopefully you got something usable out great. of it. Yeah. yeah, no, tons, tons of information. It's okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, have, have me again. Yep. Can I beg oh, my way out here? <laughs> 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 no, it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's fun to do. You guys do a nice job. I'm impressed Jacob with your setup. Yeah. No, I, really, you guys got good Technical gear here. Technical wizard. Yeah. Just don't get them started on Bitcoin, then everything's good. Yeah. Hey, no, we, we're going to do another episode about Bitcoin. We, we covered we'll Bitcoin. Dave on for the next Bitcoin. We covered Bitcoin. I was, I was recording that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's recorded, yeah. as I learned yeah. on Instagram singing. Yeah, it singing. might not make the cut, though, because it was yeah. before we officially started. Yeah. So. Chris is yeah. really good at singing, so she what was were you singing. singing? Whitney, Whitney Houston? Houston? Probably Whitney. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, well, it wasn't all that good. <laughs> I didn't, know I, was, I didn't know I was being recorded, so <laughs> I would have stepped it up a notch. So you, I even you asked. didn't see our Instagram? No. <laughs> I confess to not being a I social was like, media um, You really person. record? I, I'm on Instagram singing. <laughs> he's, like, you're, he's like, I posted awesome. it right away. You're on there now. Yeah. He did. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. then. Well, this is good to see, too, because when we remodel the offices, we're wanting to build video rooms into each of them yeah, so that absolutely. the agents can do it because it's just become a thing. So As it should be. As it should yeah. be. So Absolutely. we're gonna. So we're gonna budget to build insulation, so we're not so cold. And <laughs> just yeah. bring the space heaters. Space heaters. <laughs> yeah, I must come on the right day. I think it's it's, it's actually it's very nice down here. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. have been times it's chilly. It can be hot under the lights, you know. <laughs> you get all the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it's really high pressure here. <laughs> yeah, very intimidating. All right. Well, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again for joining us, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Yep. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of It's Gonna Be Great. Make sure you give us a follow on Spotify, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on your plat- your podcast platform of choice. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thousands of hundreds.